superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There are so many people who think that I just showed up and played football and I just said, hey, broadcast You're TV, right. I'm here, put me on, and they put me on. And, and, but it's, it's not that way. There was so much growing up and that I had to go through in every facet of my life that I just want people to see that, not so much for seeing and knowing me better in a lot of ways, but so much for hopefully seeing themselves at some point in my journey so that they understand that, hey, okay, it wasn't always easy for him. Oh, I felt that way before. Oh, I've been uncomfortable before. I've been rejected before. I've been applauded before. And a lot of things is like, how do you handle not just failure, but how do you handle success? Okay, my latest guest on this Voices of the NFL collection of Just Getting Started podcast. We've already had Al Michaels on and Joe Buck, and still to come is Jim Nance and this man's colleague from Fox as well and Aaron Andrews. And this man is somebody who I met way back in the day when he was a mere New York football giant trying for a sack record eventually and a trajectory of a Hall of Fame career path, and now he joins me as as a pro football Hall of Famer, but also a Good Morning America co-anchor, a men's clothier. Let me see what else I've got here. I've also got, hold on a second, an NFL on Fox analyst, an occasional game show host, and one of the top television producers in sports, and of course, also documentaries. His show in season two with Spring Hill Entertainment more than an athlete is on ESPN+. Plus. He is Michael Strahan. How are you, Stray? I'm good, man. How are you? I am no Rich Eisen. Did I get that all right? Did I get that done? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it all down, man. That's all the time I have. That's all the time I have. Thanks for joining me, Michael. You know, it's been a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but, um, you know, I love what you're doing here, though. And and the names that you have, the people that you have, ladies and gentlemen, that you have coming on is real. I'm honored to be considered to be oh in gosh well you're you're a voice you. of the nfl and obviously having an, a hall of fame playing career and there are so many and obviously you, you you host an aptly named show as well as produce it more than an athlete uh on espn plus because you are the model i mean you are what so many players perhaps are going through right now in the nfl wondering can they do what you're doing what you have done since hanging him up. And that's part of the reason why I also wanted to have you on here straight is not only because I consider you a friend, but I, I, what you've done is beyond, I mean, impressive isn't even the word. So how did it start? Like literally like what did it start with you getting an idea? Like I can talk for a living because you were in the New York market. I mean, like literally what, where did this all begin where you 
started to piece this together? I think I think it's part of that. I think being in a New York market, like I, I am not blind to the fact of where I played football definitely helped me. You know, I could have had this career somewhere else and it probably wouldn't have been as a big of a deal or I wouldn't have the same opportunities that I had. But being in New York and always being asked to do interviews and be on shows and I said yes, because not because I looked at it as a career. I just looked at it as I can have fun. Like I'm, I'm talking to people. It's about sports. It's about whatever. How hard could that be? And then as I as I played and I kept doing more of it, I start to understand more about the media. I understood more how it worked. I understood more how to, as much as the, the media uses you after a game or during the week to get quotes and all these things, use your power to better yourself with them. I, so I, I did little things. I would restrict my media access when I was a player, to be honest with you. I would just talk twice a week. And that way I knew whenever I did say something, you were going to use it. It was important. I also knew that by being in New York and like doing all these different things that I went on Best Dance Sports Show, period. I started doing, uh, I did a Super Bowl for ABC. Not, I wasn't even really getting paid for these things, but it was like, it's fun. I never looked at it as a career post-football until my last two years in the league when I realized, you know, it's coming to an end. There's something else that I could be doing and some opportunities started coming my way. And I worked for every network uh, as a player. So I decided that I wanted to go to Fox because Fox was probably the loosest. It was um, the more, more fun. Um, in a lot of ways, less football, more entertainment. And that was important to me because um, I, I looked at myself and as you said, more than an athlete, I just want to feel like I'm somewhere where I can actually talk sports, but also have personality doing it. And Fox gave me that opportunity. So yeah, it began organically just, doing interviews and having fun in New York. The next thing you know, I, I, I got a job and I realized two years before my career ended that I could make a living doing it. And, you know, make a living job and work. You just use those words because when somebody does what you're doing and you make it look easy because you are having fun, right? You're having yeah. fun, you're being yourself, which is one of the goals in this industry in this business is to yeah. is to do that and it's not it's not every day where you do get to do that but it's a job it's work man yeah. it is it work, is you know it is an absolute slog sometimes to do all this the times that you do get up that you do i mean good morning america is great but that alarm clock goes off and you've just done a sunday on fox and your phone calls yeah. i'm sure i'm sure your phone is ringing the minute you get off the set with the other things that I, I, I did to start yeah. all this. So why, Stray? Why? You know why? Because I'm, I'm, I can do it. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. I, I, you're right. It is a job. And I, got, I have to do some things sometimes I don't want to do. Yeah. When I don't want to do it, I have to wake up every day. I have to basically ask permission to take a vacation <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm working for some big corporate yeah. companies. And, and, and that's what people don't see. But the payoff at the end of it is more than worth it because the payoff to me has been the fact of being able to do something that I never thought I could do, that a lot of other people probably never thought I could do, and that we, in a lot of ways, we haven't seen done before by somebody who came off of the football field or whatever, the athletic field. So that is a driver in itself of me to try to see how far I can push it, how far I can go, because I realize for me, the further I go it's kind of like opens up the door for more athletes to go any further, even further than um, what was allotted to us before. 
So that's really my motivating factor. And I like the discipline of it. I like the, you know, football was scheduled. It was routine. For a while, I would just do Fox and have seven months off and I'm sitting around and then I got to hang out with Jay Glazer all the time. I mean, geez, who wants to do that? So I had, I, had to, I had to find something else to do. And I was always interested in business, Rich. You know, I came to football late as a senior in high school. So I never looked at it as football was the only thing that I could do. And I think because of that mindset, it's allowed me to like not be not not handicap myself for not feel like I put myself in such a box that this is it and that's all. I'm more like, okay, football with a start. Is the box is wide open, no end, no sides on the box. Just go and fill the box. Instead of having the box tell you what you can put in it, you put as much as you can into that box. And uh, I do it because I love it, man. It's so much fun. I, I don't have a bad job, and I really mean that. I do not have a job that I go to in the morning, even GMA early, and think, I don't want to be here. I get there and I am energized. I'm excited because I know I'm going to learn something. I know every day is different. News changes. And I'm sitting next to professionals who've done this forever. And I'm learning from them, too. And I'm nervous. Fox, Fox, I don't get so nervous anymore. Pyramid, I don't get nervous. Jim A., I get nervous. Really? Why? What do you I, think? Absolutely. It's it's so far out of the wheelhouse. It's news and it's about information and it's about being well read. It's about really right. knowing your stuff. It's about conveying what the audience wants to asking the question the audience wants to ask, setting the tone in what in which is appropriate for each story that you deliver, and not making it about yourself. As a football player, it's all about you. Oh, what do you think about this? And you go, well, I think that. You're always being asked questions. The hardest thing for guys, and I tell them this all the time, if you want to get into this business, especially outside of sports, you have to learn how to ask questions. You have to learn how to be curious. You have to really be interested in other people because we're just so used to everybody coming to us and we just kind of go into relax mode and answer questions. Yeah, and you also have to you have to listen too when you ask the question and you don't know the answer mm-hmm. to it. Like for instance, just to say for instance, uh, a couple of minutes ago you said that you do things sometimes that you don't want to do. This podcast is not one of them, right? Stray like this. No, 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 okay. absolutely not. Oh, no, no, right, you, no, you know what? Every time right. you call, I'm excited because I'm like, man, he really is my friend. I love this guy. Yeah, well, so, I feel the same. Absolutely, way. I feel I feel the same way. But it, it is it is a craft. There's no doubt about it. It's asking questions and listening to it and listening to the answers as, as well. But you got to work at it too, as well yeah. as you know. And oh, yeah. and I remember watching so so many athletes, I, I, at least in my opinion, when they were retiring and get a job on TV, they would go there and say, because I'm me, that's good enough. Because they know my name, that's good enough. Right. That ain't, that's not good enough. And I've always, I've realized in broadcasting and business especially, um, your name gets you in the room. But your actions and your knowledge and your abilities are what will keep you in the room. And so I've always made sure if I step into a room and if it's something I really want to do, I'm going in there, of course, with a name and a face and a gap in my teeth, you know. But I'm going to make sure that you know that I belong in that room and I know what the hell I'm talking about and what I'm doing. And I think that is the, is what guys need to realize. If, if anyone ever go, wants to go into this business, your name only carries you so far. Your, your skills and your actions and your work ethic is what, what really helps. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What was your big break? Now, I know Fox, obviously, NFL Fox and, and ABC giving you a shot on a Super Bowl and all that stuff, but the the branching out, what was that big moment or a meeting or, or somebody or a piece of advice or anything like that that happened to you that really kick-started everything, do you think? I think the, the kick-start to everything was live with Kelly and Michael. Absolutely. It, and that took it to another level. Fox NFL Sunday was, was, you know, was definitely a level outside of being a player because I don't have a helmet on, you know, and, and, and so many people watch football. It's ridiculous the numbers that of people who watch football. But that show put me in a different um, in front of a different set of eyeballs. It put me in front of mothers and daughters and, 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 and more women. Uh, and, and I think that that was just a very important um, turning point for me to get in front of that audience and my life has like just ever since then. And that's why I'm forever grateful for the show for choosing me because when I first went on, I, I had no try to get in that job. They didn't know anything about me and I didn't know anything about how morning television and daytime yeah. television like that worked. I, I got that job out of ignorance, out of literally saying, I'm never going to get the job. So go have fun. Figure it out as you go along, and mm, it's an opportunity to try something different and see where it goes. But it ended up being, uh, you know, that that job that definitely changed the trajectory of my career, put me in a different um, stratosphere, if you want to use that word. So, wh- what was your first show when I guess you were auditioning for that? I mean, because Regis's chair was easily. I mean, that's honestly, that's like that's kind of like up there with the Jeopardy gig right now that's been kind of like that is a that is a that chair on that morning show or that audience it was aspirational to say the least there's no there's no question about that so big what was your first audition like for that or you knew that you were trying out or you know what was that no 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 my no you know what i went on i went crazy enough i went on that show after we won the super bowl and i wasn't a guest now i know how the show works so a guest, they go through the monologue, um, then they come up and they move the, the the chair around, and then they, you know, introduce you after the commercial break, and you come out and you sit. And you that's like a guest. I was like a walkout. It was during their opening. They said, "Well, we got this football player guy." So I literally walk out from the side. They had a little chair, a little stool. They put next to Kelly and, and Regis and Kelly. And I sit there and yeah. they do this interview and I almost feel like Eli wasn't available 
So they said, well, we got to get somebody. They won the Super Bowl. They're in New York. We are New York. So we got to have somebody from the Giants. Man, and so I sat there and, and Regis said, what are you going to do now after the Super Bowl if you want to retire? And I said, well, if I retire, I'm on a show right now. Maybe Kelly, Michael, Michael and Kelly, if you want to retire, just messing around. <laughs> after the show, we did tell Gelman, the producer, that if Regis goes on vacation, he's somebody to fill in. I would love to fill in. And I swear it was like a year later or so. He's on vacation and I get a call. OK, come in. I went in, the show went like that. That hour was gone. Boom. Man, it was scary. It was, but it was so exhilarating. Like, ah, I loved it. Like the live audience, the energy of it, the, the, the don't be afraid to make a mistake because that's part of live TV. And the hardest thing for most guys to do is be yourself on TV. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I have no problem with looking silly or, yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable with who I am, man. So to me, that show fit like a glove. And after that, I hosted that show, guest hosted it 20 times. Never did I necessarily think until the last five times that, okay, I legitimately have a shot at this job. The first 15, I went in and did it in hopes. After about 10, I started hoping because I loved it so much. But I knew there was no guarantee because my name was probably the least likely name to get picked to do it because you had guys who'd grown up in this business who were more known for that. And why would they give it to me? Because I'm the exact opposite of Regis in so many ways. But I also think that's why when I did join the show, the show was successful because I was the exact opposite of Regis and exact opposite of Kelly in a lot of ways. And we literally from day one just had a chemistry that it was, was natural. And, and I and go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And the rest is like history. Yeah, the I rest mean, is history. Really... And I, but the way it ended, I think a lot of people thought, you know, oh well. I, I but I tell you, I, I just we just had the natural chemistry on the show that if I went back today, I'm pretty sure we could pick it up, and put on a great show. Just something about she watching her and understanding how she operated on that show and understanding the space that she needed on that show. And what the role was, it was it was so comfortable, I think, um, for so uh, that was the best learning experience I've ever had. Oh, you know, and then yeah, it is. I'll, I'll pay you the the compliment here, Stray. And again, I honestly thought this the other day, and this is the truth. Mm-hmm. When I saw the video of you being surprised on Good Morning America with the fact that your number is going to be retired. By the way, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. You are it's well deserved. Thank you. That it was on Good Morning America where I'm used to seeing you now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm used to seeing you now. And Eli popped out of that box, which is hilarious. <laughs> and your reaction to it was hilarious. I mean, because that's what TV is all about is just natural stuff and your natural reaction, which you're now a natural at. But I honestly thought for a split second, oh, that's right. He was a football player. Literally, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, and and I should know clearly that you were a football player, but it's kind of like part of your past and not yeah. your current day, which is what what it's all about. It, you know, it's crazy that you say that. I'll be honest with you, you say that and I forget, Rich. I, I swear to you, I forget. I don't feel like I've had that whole 15 years of it too. Like, it's not like it was, I was in the league for three years, it was five years and I came out, you know, got a career. 
15 freaking years, a lifetime in, in football, and I forget because so much has happened since then and, and, and the eyeballs that are on me are so different now that, you know, I'm in right now I'm in my man cave and this is the only place where I, outside of the gym at my house, other than that, I don't have sports paraphernalia anywhere. It's like I, I have it here in my man cave and I come here to remind myself that one at one point I was great at something, I guess. <laughs> yes. but, but, right. but it is funny because a lot of people, you have a generation of kids, they have no idea who I am. They know me as a TV guy or the game show guy or the news guy. They have no idea that I was actually an athlete. And it kind of freaked me out because I'm looking at them going, you don't know about football? Like, you know, could have saved myself a lot of wear and tear on the body, man, if I had just wrapped it up a little bit earlier and started this, <laughs> this TV thing. But it is amazing. I've had, I've been very fortunate to have this career, and I've had great people who've helped me, great examples like yourself. I mean, we go way back, and I, I remember when you first went to the NFL Network and, and just like watching you help build the network. And, and now understanding when building shows and doing these things, how hard it is and how much pressure it is when you're that guy and that's what you are. So watching you do what you do and, and how you did it from one to the next, that helps guys like me because watching how easy you are makes me go, okay, what can I pick up from Rich that can help me? And, and I think that's what has helped me more is watching guys who are great at what they do and trying to figure out what part of their greatness I can add to my like, style and hopefully – try to even keep up on in any level to them and you're one of those guys kind of say that stray i really appreciate that what's up everyone it's reality steve your number one source for all things bachelor nation and reality tv every day i'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your bachelor nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars my name has been synonymous with spoilers but i'm so much more than that give me a listen the reality steve podcast part of the believe network just search b-l-e-a-v on youtube or wherever you listen What's Brady like as a producing partner? What's he like? Tom's great, man. You know what I love about Tom? I appreciate about Tom. He doesn't want to do it if it's not the best. Absolutely has to be the best, the best quality, the best story. He is He's uncompromising in being the best. And even after their first win, you know, the week one, uh, that, that great game Thursday night, he's like, hey, I attacked him. I said, great game. I'm like, All right, come back. And his thing is, yep, got to get better. I'm like, uh, I said, well, you know, the, the quest for, you know, getting better in light on and off the field never ends. You know, I'm trying to sound yes. philosophical because the guy just basically told me, thank you, but no thank you. That's not good enough. And he's just always on the quest to be the best. And that's how you, as a um, producing partner and as a business partner, just want to be the best in every way. It's stupid, man, that he's trying for eight. It's really dumb when you think about it. I mean, like, you know, when you're talking about when NFL Network first started in 03, it it was like four was the number, you know, four four was the number when it was about Montana and your NFL on Fox cohort Bradshaw. That's the number. He's going to double it this year. And that's insane. Double. It's insane, insane, though. You know, and if you're going to double it, it's doubling the wins. 
Okay? The guy's been in 10. He's been in 10 Super Bowls. And I just look and go, I can't imagine winning seven. But, God, I can't imagine being in 10. But you got him, though. You you got him, though, Stray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness, because had I not, I mean, I I may have had to go back and play one more year to see if we could actually pull it (laughs) off again. So, thank you for letting me retire. But that was, man... I can't imagine the – he deserves all the accolades he gets. He deserves to be called the GOAT, even though he doesn't like it. He deserves to still be looking as great and throwing as well as he does because he puts in every ounce of work to make sure that he can play like that. And he's serious about this diet. He's serious about, you know, viability and about the TB12 method. He lives by what he says. And the hardest thing for me to understand truly is that here the guy – Rich, I knew at 36, 15 years, we won that Super Bowl. And even before that, I was like, I'm tired, man. I'm tired of pep talks. I'm tired of, you know, coming out of this tunnel doesn't give me the same exhilaration. And, of course, the Super Bowl did. But I'm like, uh, you know how much work it is to get to that point? To have the mentality to do it for 22 years the same way is unbelievable to me. I'm more amazed at that in a lot of ways than I am by 10 Super Bowls and, and and going for number eight. Just the mentality to be able to compete and want to compete it's at that level day in and day out. He's amazing. In, in wrapping this up, clearly, again, as we've just discussed, I mean, you got your menswear, you've got, you know, the pyramid, you've got GMA, you've got Fox, you've got so many different things. I mean, honestly, there's only 24 hours in a day. Why uh, do the show you're doing with ESPN Plus with Spring Hill Entertainment? I know, I guess we've kind of fi- covered the ground a little bit here about you being more than an athlete, but why, why well, this project, Michael? Because, first of all, I, I, I love the fact of working with other athletes so and helping, helping other guys and helping each other, right? So this team up with Spring Hill, the team up with LeBron, the team up with Maverick was a big deal because I think, you know, just teaming up and showing the athletes working together to create things themselves is really important. Uh, I also, I think that a lot of people look rich, like you said, oh, he played football. But, and you knew that, but there are so many people who think that I just showed up and played football and I just said, hey, broadcast You're TV, right. I'm here, put me on. And they put me on. Yeah. And, but it's, it's not that way. There was so much growing up and I had to go through in every facet of my life that I just want people to see that not so much for seeing and knowing me better in a lot of ways, but so much for hopefully seeing themselves at some point in my journey so that they understand that, Hey, okay. It wasn't always easy for him. Oh, I felt that way before. Oh, I've been uncomfortable before. I've been rejected before. I've been applauded before. And a lot of things is like, how do you handle not just failure, but how do you handle success? Both are equally important. How do you treat people? How do you conduct your your day-to-day life personally and professionally? And I just want people to see that no matter what, keep pushing. If you have a dream, don't let anybody stop you from it. Surround yourself with people who want to build you up, not people who want to tear you down. And most of all, you will doubt yourself more than anyone else will ever doubt you. And you have to figure out how to convince yourself that you can be as great as you want to be, more so than expecting someone else to build you up. That's why it's called, as Cat Williams said, self-esteem. The, the way I've been ending all these interviews is asking all these broadcasters, 
um, what's the best piece of advice they've gotten in their career. So I'll ask that of you if it's a, in the broadcasting world, football world, life world, anything. What's the best piece of advice that you've gotten, Michael Strahan? Man, Robin Roberts gave me the best piece of advice when it when it comes to like like I said, GMA is the toughest thing I've ever done. Robin Roberts at the Oscars on the red carpet. I'm working for live at that time. And I am scared to death, Rich. This is Hollywood. This is big stars, black tie. The Oscars, man, who I, I watched that. I'm not supposed to be on that red carpet. Scared. Can't even use the word okay, that I wanted ahead. to say when I said scared, right? And I see Robin. And I see Robin scared shitless. There we go. And I see Robin across the way. And I wave, she waves. I go over to see her. And she looks at me and she goes, how you feeling? I go, Robin, I'm, I'm scared, scared. She goes, hey, you got this. You got this. Don't worry. I came from sports, too. You belong here. Hmm. Completely, completely changed my life with that one little thing. You, I, I saw Robin Robinson say, and, she, and knowing that she came from where I came from and knowing how I didn't even recognize that because she's so great at what she does now. And then to say, you belong here, meant the world to me. And that's why I run through a wall for her any day of the freaking week. And and so, you know, that was the best piece of advice I've gotten. And then I've created a little saying that I tell myself when it comes to life and making decisions. Report the news. Don't be the news. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good piece of advice. Report the news. Don't yeah, that's be it, the man. News. I like that. There you I go. <laughs> uh, hey, Stray, uh, you're the best. Congrats on everything. Um, let's stay in touch. Anything you ever need from me, you know, I'm just a phone call away. You know, my brother, I love you, right man. Seriously, you. anything you need, you know, I'm always here, no matter what. So I know I appreciate that. I'll text you all the time, and that uh, you have no idea how upset people were that they thought you got rid of your gap oh, too. No, you have no idea. Yes, man. I do, Rich. You have no. You know idea. why? Because social media lets you know, man. And I tell you what. I did it. I had so many people, man. I felt bad to come out and say I didn't do it because I did have a lot of people who were like, you know what? You do you. I'm so proud of you. And I always wanted to do it. Now you've given me strength to do it. Like I felt it inspired a lot of people. I felt really bad. But then you had all those people who were like, I can't believe you. You left, you let out, you let down the Gap Nation. And I'm like, since when the hell is there a Gap Nation? I was never gotten a job. I never got card for that. You know, who who started? Who, you know, I'm not a charter member. So it was like so many people were so pissed that for those people, I was glad I didn't do it. But for the people who were sincere and nice, I apologize. Yeah. And I literally had people for months when I would smile, would be like, oh, you didn't fix it. Like obviously you didn't see the second video. That's right. It was an April Fool's gag. And and the number of times I've accused Erlacher of leaving me on the battlefield because he got his hair. You know, when I've accused Deion Sanders, a prime, I tell Prime, you've left me on you've left me behind in the brother like, you used to be part of the brotherhood. You're not anymore. And Dion, who refers to himself as the comeback player of the year, oh. he keeps telling me he he told me that my wife, you know, Susie, that she really deep deep down, she wants me to get the hair. He, Dion said it was like we're double dutching and Susie's got one end of the rope and she's kind of looking at me saying, come on in here, come on, you know, and she's just by herself. <laughs> That's Dion saying she's double dutching by herself. And Have you thought about so it? So I, I have on occasion. I have. I really have. 
but I, I don't know. I, I kind of think to myself, like, I'm not going to be true to myself if I do it. Um, and, uh, I go back and forth, I, but I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I always feel like I, I'd get people saying you left me behind, you know, but then there's other things you, be, but you, yeah, you, you know? be, you make yourself happy. You look good either way, man. I mean, thank, I you. Am, thank no. you, Stray. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm a fine one. Yeah. Everyone should watch, uh, more than an athlete second season on ESPN plus and then Strahan everywhere else. Uh, you're the best. Thank you, brother. Michael thank Strahan. you, man. Have a great one. It's Michael Strahan right here on Just Getting Started. The one and only Michael Strahan. And I, I, I want to stress a couple things here. First of all, the fact that Robin Roberts pulls him aside and acts in a first-class manner should surprise no one. I mean, I, I, I remember meeting Robin Roberts for the first time. I was 26 at ESPN. And, you know, I showed up at ESPN and... It was Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann doing the 11 o'clock Eastern show, the big show as it was known. And it was um, Craig Kilborn and fill in the blank at 2.30 in the morning. It was the late night, the feel-good edition of SportsCenter. And then there was the early edition of SportsCenter, the 6 o'clock Eastern edition of SportsCenter, which was kind of like the nightly news version of SportsCenter. And it was Bob Lee, nicknamed the General for General Lee, and Charlie Steiner and Robin Roberts. And, you know, that was the grouping of people that I was, you know, as a 26-year-old, goofing around at, late at night doing the Sports Center world fun stuff. I was genuinely concerned if um, I was um, offending them or not being taken seriously by them, if I was potentially viewed by them as defraying their part their journalistic part of the brand. It's not like they didn't have fun. They, they they would have fun. I mean, some of the most famous moments you should Google right now is Charlie Steiner cracking up during his reads about Carl Lewis doing the national anthem or <laughs> just look up Charlie Steiner and Tanya Harding and him recounting her breakup with Jeff Galuli, her, uh, I think, husband, and just just Google that. They had fun, but not like late at night. And she could not have been nicer and more accommodating and more welcoming and just chill and cool. So that part of the story about Strahan doesn't surprise me. But the fact that he's talking about how nervous he was about not being in a lane, in his lane, is, I think, very important to stress here. The fact that he has that sort of self-awareness is what, in my mind, makes him highly successful. One of the many reasons, along with a drive and a sense of professionalism that needs to be stressed here. Because the number of former athletes that I have worked with, NFL players, obviously, in particular, over the last 18 years, who, in many ways, their careers end their careers end in their mid to late 30s. I mean, Stray mentioned he was 36. Brady's the outlier at 44 or whenever the heck he is going to retire. But, you know, many NFL players, after Hall of Fame careers, need to find something else to do in their mid to late 30s or even earlier than that. Marshall Falk was 32 when he retired. And eventually joined NFL Network and was excellent at it and still is excellent at it. He's a regular Wednesday guest on my 
Rich Eisen Show football season coverage goes on right now, I should mention, in a cross-promotional manner. But he, Marshall, has a sense of drive, an understanding, a professionalism, an understanding about broadcast television and what makes it a good comment to say this or not that, and understand that if you are saying this, your colleague on the air will be put in that position to follow up, or you need to give that colleague space to talk. And there's a certain broadcasting sense and sensibility and having a thought in your head and how to verbalize it. It is a craft and it takes time and it takes work and it takes professionalism to do. And many NFL players that I have worked with in auditions, where many times for NFL Network, I would I'd just be the only host. So when it was some player that was just retired, they wanted to see if that player could work on the air, that player would come in for an audition and I would sit next to them. The number of times where they thought, these players coming off the field, thought that their name and credibility as a football player would be just enough for them to get on TV, I lost track. There's a certain ability that you have on the field that needs to be translated in a manner on the air with your language and your persona that not a lot of players have. And they think it's easy to talk off the top of their head. And it's easy to take their football knowledge and make it communicable to a fan at home. And that's why so many players can't succeed coming off of the field. They can't. Also, some athletes who come off the field who don't succeed don't succeed. There was a, a basketball player back in the day at ESPN. And the only hint I will give is this player played in the northern part of California. You can figure out from there. He was terrific as a player and also terrific in the meetings. Went on the air and he couldn't put a sentence together. It was difficult for him to make a, a communicable sentence of an idea that he knew as a player and he knew as a person. And he knew as a colleague in the meeting, but couldn't say it on the air. And after a while, I realized the reason why he could not is because he worked blue in the meetings and he would lace his comments with curse words. And then when you get on the air, you can't do it. I'm serious. There are so many different reasons why an athlete doesn't translate successfully to television. And the fact that Strahan has done it so seamlessly, yes, it helps to have a Hall of Fame resume, although, you know, Nate Burleson's not going to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he is doing the Strahan plan. He's on CBS this morning right now, and he's going to start branching out. You're going to see Nate everywhere if you already haven't. And yes, it helps to have a Hall of Fame resume, but it's not a requirement. And yes, it does happen to help to have a big personality, that people like hearing from you, that you have a friendly face, you have a very uh, personable aspect, you're charming. That helps. But what sets people like Strahan apart and so many others that I've worked with from Marshall and Michael and Kurt Warner is a, a sense of professionalism. This is work. This is work. And yes, Strahan's got an ESPN Plus show and a men's clothing line and a game show and so on and so forth. And he has a team 
he has a team of people who help him out and schedule him and tell him here and there. And he's probably getting the schedule in the morning. This is what you're doing today. And his phone does ring off the hook. And I'm sure people make phone calls on his behalf, but it's work. It's work. And he is willing to put it in the work, put the time in the work, the professionalism, the work. It's a craft. And I think that's part of what I I'm hoping you gain out of this, um, podcast series that the work that we're talking about broadcast and sports broadcasting and NFL sports broadcasting, which is, you know, a golden ticket to use a, a Wonka phrase in, in the profession. And it is something that is a labor of love. And it is something as Strahan said, and something that I will always say lucky, very fortunate, certainly in this time and day and age where the NFL, everything to do with the NFL is a saga. It's a drama. It's uh, it lights up a phone line on a on a daily show. It gets a, a remote clicking to it, or a click on a link. But it's work, and Strahan's putting that time in, and you could tell. I just wanted to stress that and reiterate it as we wrap up this show about yes, a Hall of Fame athlete who made something of himself from a small school going to a big city and utilizing the platform that the big city afforded him in his Super Bowl season, along with his Hall of Fame trajection in his playing career. But he made that opportunity work. And one opportunity that came, he wasn't satisfied with just the one opportunity. There was another one that interested him and another one and another one. And he says yes to those. And he says no to others. And he's got people who help him, but he knows every single time he says yes, it requires more work. And the fact that he knows that um, going in and that it's not just, I'm Michael Strahan, I've got a big personality, it's going to work. He knows, as he said, once you get in the room, you use your face to get in the room and your resume to get in the room and your recognizability to get in the room, but it's what you do in the room after that that keeps you there. And that'll wrap it up for this edition of Just Getting Started. Keep on checking it out right here on the Cumulus Podcast Network. There were so many other great episodes before this one and some more to come. Cultivating more guests for you here on this Voices of the NFL edition of Just Getting Started. <laughs>